Insight, innovation, transformation. Welcome to the Change Healthcare Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Change Healthcare Podcast, where we discuss topics, challenges, and innovations that we see as relevant to today's healthcare ecosystem. My name is Brian Andrews. I'm the Senior Vice President of Provider Network Development. I'm joined today by two of my favorite colleagues here at Change Healthcare, Dan Pei and Mark Zerline. The topic that Dan, Mark, and I will be discussing today is one that many people who have been around healthcare for some time now probably see as an ugly five-letter word, and that word is paper. Uh, What I mean is paper transactions that lead to costly manual administrative processes. There's several sources of paper that remain in the system today in varying degrees. Paper medical records, paper claim attachments are two good examples. But today we will focus our conversation on another one of the largest sources of paper that remains and one that may surprise some of you, but that is paper payments. Payments from payers or health plans to providers and payments from consumers to providers. The fact is that 30% or almost a third of the payments from health plans to providers today are delivered by way of paper check. And a bit more than that, or about 34% of patient payments are still made by paper check today. Now, these paper checks, they all come with paper remittance advice information and all have to be processed or checks have to be deposited in the bank, payments posted to provider accounting systems. These checks also come at a cost to print and mail. Yes, it's a costly problem that that needs to be addressed. Our plan is to make this a two-part podcast focused on this payments side of the paper problem. And specifically for today, for part one, I want us to focus our conversation on the topic of paper payments from health plans to providers. As I mentioned, I'm joined here today by two other colleagues to help us talk through this topic. Let's meet them first, and then we'll jump into our discussion. Dan, say hello to our listeners and uh, give them a quick intro of yourself, please. Uh, yeah. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Dan Pei. Um, I, I've worked, uh, you know, I've worked in healthcare uh, with healthcare organizations around sort of digitization and transformation for uh, I don't know over a decade now. Um, and, and yeah, obviously, uh, while I've been at Change, I've spent a good amount of time uh, on sort of this issue of how, how do we, yeah, how do we make uh, processing and posting payments uh, simple. Great, great. Mark, you want to jump in and give our listeners a quick introduction of yourself? Yeah. <clears throat> hey, everyone. Uh, Mark Zerline, I'm the Senior Director at Change Healthcare, been with Change for a little over 12 years. Uh, With the past four years, focusing on the product side of our payments area. Uh, So really trying to drive more paper payments into electronic payments. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thanks, guys, for for joining me here. Really looking forward to this this conversation and um, uh, excited about what what we're doing to try to make a difference. Let's, uh, Let's start, guys, with a bit of a deeper dive into the problem itself. Dan, I'm going to start with you. Um, why don't you share your perspective of, of why we still see so many paper checks? And maybe let's start with the provider side of this equation or this issue. 
And then Mark, I'm going to ask you to put a payer lens on that same question. So Dan, give us a little bit of your perspective of why we still see so many, many paper checks in this process. Yeah. yeah, it's a good question, Brian. And I think in your intro, you sort of hit on some of the costs. Um, you know, the manual, the added cost, the added manual effort um, that, that, you know, paper-based paper, pay, paper payments or physical checks sort of remaining in the healthcare system, the, the challenges they introduce. But, I mean, the reality is, I think, part of the reason that, that that problem hasn't gone away, I mean, by some estimates, right, there's still, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars worth of checks sloshing around uh, the healthcare system today. Yeah, that's um, you know, it hasn't been solved because to a lot, lot of degree, the workarounds are actually easier than solving the problem today, right? And, and the when I say that, the you know signing up for electronic payments today is very much a point-to-point -point system, right? If I'm a if I'm a provider and you think about the hundreds or thousands of payers that I receive payments from, you know not all of those um, you know not all of those payers is it worth me going? You know I, I'd have to go to thousands of places and enter my bank information. Not only does that take someone a lot of time and potentially you know as much or more time as you know, processing the check, um, but there's also sort of security safety risks, right? The, you know, as an individual, I think we all appreciate the feeling of the more places my bank information is, the scarier it is that, you know, that bank information ends up somewhere I don't want it. Um, so I think, you know, knowing that that's the case, you know, their providers do have other, you know, the the sort of the idea of outsourcing or just paying, you know, paying people to open checks, uh, open mail sort of checks, manually enter the details. You know, it's it, it sort of that option that even though it, it does have costs and it does have problems associated with it, um, in some ways it maybe become, it maybe remains easier than, um, you know, the, the answer today. It's a really good point. And I think, you know, that probably speaks to why we've gotten this far in solving the problem. We as a healthcare system, right? I said 30%-ish still remains on paper. That means 70% are actually going electronic. But to your point, that long tail that remains, those billions of dollars that are still being processed on paper, seems like there's, there's some barriers in there that, that providers and or payers have said, look, it's... I've gotten far enough. It's too much work to take it farther. I'll just deal with the paper. So I think your perspective yeah. is a good one. And I, I think it's funny, just sorry, um, but one more thing, Brian. I, I think it's funny when you sort of talk about, you know, when you talk about a lot of these problems in the long tail, you think about it as, you know, high frequency, but, you know, relatively small overall. But when, you know, you sort of put it in the, the perspective of, you know, healthcare is multi-trillions of dollars of spend a year. And, yep. you know, we're still talking about 30% of that. I mean, this is a big long tail, not not one of those sort of more proverbial, you know, there's, there's a little problem to solve and it's just really, you know, it's the last mile. This is, yeah, this is still a big problem. Exactly, exactly. Mark, I want to turn it to you to kind of think through a deeper dive into this problem. Maybe put a payer lens on this, the same question. Why do you think we still see so many paper checks happening? Yeah, thanks, Brian. <clears throat> and I think it really builds on what Dan was just saying. 
um, kind of a chicken and the egg situation. You know, a lot of payers look at the ACH adoption across the industry. And as you pointed out, it's not significantly high. So from a payer's perspective, why do they want to put the resources towards building an ACH product um, just so that a small portion of their providers will get paid via that method? So I think, you know, it takes both the payer and provider community to move forward with electronic in order to to make this um, work for everyone. You know, we've got roughly 300 clients that process check payments under Change Healthcare today, and only 100 of those leverage our ACH solutions. So there's still 200 clients that you know, are only offering checks, or they've got an in-house ACH solution, which just compounds on that point-to-point process that a provider has to go through now in order to enroll. They have to go yeah. to these individual sites and it just makes the, the situation even worse. So, you know, from a payer side, just don't think the motivation is there. And then once they do find that motivation, they soon realize that along with that ACH payment, a provider needs to get an 835. Yeah. And that 835 can be very complex. And a lot of payers don't understand the data required to build that 835. So implementing a process for that 835 takes even more time and more resources and payers just aren't wanting to um, dedicate that time at the moment with everything going on in the pandemic. Good point. Yeah, the 835 or the electronic remittance transaction, if you will, seems like it, you know, you're, you're right. The complexity on getting that, getting it right, uh, getting it to be accurate. Um, sometimes I think you're right talking to, folks sometimes it's easier just dropping it to paper in many respects so on both sides it seems like we're we're at that similar place of saying hey we've gotten this far let's just you know focus on other higher priority initiatives so well thanks guys that was that was helpful thinking about this this problem i want to transition a bit as i think about the problem at a high level you know i'm reminded of similar challenges with, with claims for example, or, or bills from provider to payers that used to go out, if you remember, almost exclusively on paper. Uh, I remember the days of UBO4s and 1500 paper forms uh, being the primary way that a provider would bill or send a claim to a payer. Uh, and now a very, very high percentage of claims are sent electronically and Change Healthcare had something to do with this transformation. Uh, acting as the largest clearinghouse for electronic claims between uh, payers and providers. So I think there's probably some analogies or, or learnings or thinking we can draw from, from this example of claims on this payments topic. And, and frankly, why change may be able to, to help gain some similar traction to solving this problem as we did with claims. Dan, I'm going to turn to you first again. Uh, can you comment on uh, your thoughts about the claim comparison and maybe reinforce why change is in a position to make a difference? Yeah, um, I think it's a good comparison because, you know, what you are talking about is how do you take a point-to-point system where, you know, if you're a provider, um, you know, going down and, you know, going down all these signups is only, you know, this, this type of digitization and efficiency is only realized if you get a lot of payers playing ball. And the flip side is also true, right? From a payer perspective, as Mark sort of covered, like if you have if you don't have a lot of providers signed up, um, you know, the 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 juice isn't really worth the squeeze. Um and so, you know, where I, I think, you know, with the medical network where um 
you know, where change healthcare made a big difference was we gave people one, you know, we go, we gave both sides one place um, that sort of enables them to, you know, it, it enabled them to um, sign up once. And then as we grew the network, both sides benefited, but they didn't actually have to do anything more other than the initial sign up, right? Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's where, you know, following that similar model with MPX, and I think this is, you know, true on both sides. As, you know, as we, as we, you know, as we've signed up, you know, um, as we've sort of started with, you know, a couple of hundred payers, you know, we start to get providers signed up. As, as it grows and grows and grows, the people who have already signed up get the benefits of the, you know, the network building out versus, you know, having to figure it out themselves and invest more, more work to get more benefits. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that's where, you know, it starts to become a virtuous cycle. Um, but, you know, you need to, the, the, the role change healthcare can play. And I, I think the benefit is, you know, we, we can give people one point of, you know, it, it we become an aggregator, like, we we give them one one thing to do, which is one enrollment, and um, yeah, the the it, it, it really just grows from there. Yep, yep, good thought. No, we we do stand to be able to simplify this process, if you will, for both sides. And I think your point about this being a two sided network and a two sided problem is really really an important one. Um, and it does have some um, strong comparisons to the claim business. Yeah, and and I think the the other piece, right, uh, aside from you know the enrollment, which I touched on, is you know one of the things about a, the clearinghouse on the claim side, right, is the standardized transactions, right. You know, you don't have yes. to figure out how to talk to a to a counterparty, and I think the huge, you know, one one of the things we can, we we have, you know, the standardized eight thirty five that MPX produces means, you know, as a provider, you don't have to worry about ingesting dozens you know, dozens, if not hundreds of different 835 formats, you know the format you're going to get, right? And so it's, you set it up once and as the network grows, you know that 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 automation, that posting is going to be there, um, which I think is, you know, obviously huge. And and that's another area where it's sort of similar to the clearinghouse. You can start, we can start to, you know, people know what to expect versus, you know, having to set up every connection. Yep. That's right. No, it's the standardization of this, the simplicity of that, that transaction that you referred to is, is, is key and pr- frankly is common in, in a lot of other industries. You're listening to the Change Healthcare Podcast. We're enabling a better, more efficient healthcare system. Whether you need to improve operational efficiency, optimize financial performance, or enhance the consumer experience, we offer the industry insight and innovative technology to help you meet your objectives. Learn more at changehealthcare.com. Hey, Mark, talk a little bit about, there's another element here I want to bring in to bear. You mentioned before, Mark, that Change Healthcare's payment connectivity with hundreds of payers, and we have a, a print side of that business where we print paper checks. In, in some respects, I mean, that, that can be yet another reason why Change Healthcare's position to make a difference in, in actually solving the problem the checks we print. Talk a little bit about the, the print side of that, Mark, and how that may be of some value. Yeah, for sure, Brian. Um, you know, as I mentioned, we've got over 300 clients that process check payments that go to providers today. Um, and a lot of providers don't know that. You know, we don't put our logo on these checks or on the envelope. So 
from a provider's perspective, Change Healthcare is a bit of a, an invisible partner to a lot of these payers. And so it puts us in a unique spot because since we process these check payments, we know where all these are going to these providers and have the ability to now deliver those payments electronically to those providers, you know, removing that paper waste from the healthcare system. Just last year alone, we printed over 67 million checks that went to providers. And we've seen that on average, each check has three and a half pages of remittance that go to that. So if you do the math, that's over 240 million sheets of paper that we mailed just to providers for their payments alone. So we believe that you know, Change Healthcare is in a great spot to take all of that volume and look at this from a provider level and try to figure out how can we work with each provider to get those delivered electronically and remove that waste, you know, one provider payer relationship at a time. Yeah, well said. It's an interesting, it's an interesting angle here. It's an interesting opportunity, even when you think about uh, the enormous volume that we are printing and mailing. And frankly, we do it quite quite well. But then to think about that that as a, a real asset to step into this ecosystem and say, man, we already have the connectivity in many respects. We we have the relationship on the payer side. We have we know the payments that are supposed to be distributed. We know the providers that those payments are supposed to be going to. If we can incorporate uh, some additional information here. We can connect both sides of this network together and eliminate that that paper in the middle. So it is an interesting uh, thought to think about the print the printed check side of this business that we operate here and the many many things that Change Healthcare does as one additional element of why we can make a difference and make a difference fast. So that that's helpful, Mark. Dan, anything to add there on the whole print equation? No, no, I think I think Mark covered it well. I think I'm still my mind's still a little bit boggled by um, just the number of checks and the amount of paper that's <laughs> <laughs> As you said before, it's not a small problem. It's not a small problem. Well, let's um, let's kind of uh, move forward into some solution uh, discussion here. So we talked a good bit about the problem. We talked about some analog uh, analogies to the, the claiming business and where that was years and years ago. We talked about change healthcare being in a position, much like we were in the claim business, to, to make a real difference here. Um, and we, we touched on the print side of our business. I think let's transition a little bit to have the conversation talk more about the solutions here. Dan mentioned these three letters, NPX, earlier in some of his comments. Um, Change Healthcare has, has begun to start to, to put out a solution for this problem that we, we call the National Payments Connector. And that's that term, National Payments Connector, or abbreviated NPX, and it can be thought of really as is our way to connect payers and providers and make this a, an electronic world of how payments get distributed between the two entities. I think about these key elements for what, what will make this a successful solution and what have we learned so far that will make this a successful solution. I'll, I'll toss out a couple of things and ask you guys to, to comment, but one, this enrollment process or how a provider uh, signs up, if you will, to give the information necessary so that the payment transaction from their health plan, from their payer partner can come electronically. 
it has to be easy. It has to be uh, multi-payer. It has to take away a lot of the administrative effort that uh, otherwise would drive, as Dan said earlier, otherwise that would drive a provider to say, you know what, I'm just going to stick with the paper check because the process of enrolling is so cumbersome in and of itself. I'm not going to tackle that for some of my smaller payers in particular. So the enrollment process itself, I think, is a key element to working out this problem or to a solution to this problem. The other one that comes to mind is security. And Dan touched on this earlier as well, but making sure that, I mean, we're talking about banking information and tax identification numbers and details about uh, a provider's business that they, we have to absolutely make sure that the provider feels good about the security of that information. I think that, that alone can be uh, probably uh, argued as one of the top elements of how to make this a successful solution. And the third one that I think about is the whole remittance information. We can't forget that it's not just the payment uh, that, that really is causing a lot of the pain and problem and administrative cost in this equation. Yes, it's helpful to not have to deposit a check in the bank. Yes, you get your funds faster. But I think maybe you could argue even more so, it's important that there is a standard quality remittance, electronic remittance that can be automatically posted on the provider side. I think that has to be part of a solution to really make it worthwhile for the provider to say, I'm going to take the effort to, to get rid of this paper because now it's really a powerful, uh, a powerful productivity gain for me. So let me pause there when I think about the solution. And, and maybe Dan, we'll start with you again and just see if you have any additional comments, maybe particularly on that whole enrollment process, maybe say a little bit more of what you started to earlier on how that enrollment process itself will continue to add value to a provider just uh, in, in having them complete it one time. Yeah, I, I think the you know anyone who's gone through a you know any provider or anyone who's gone through a um you know establishing you know an ACH or an EFT um, connection. I mean the you know in order to make sure it's secure, and you obviously want to make sure it's secure. It's you know it, it's it, there's a few steps there because we have you know we obviously. Um, you know, be change healthcare or anyone else who's sort of facilitating that payment has to make sure the money is going to you know the right person. Um, now, the benefit of what we can do, um, and part of this is on the back of you know the relationships we have with a lot of payers, is um, you know the fact that we can we can manage we can have have a provider enroll once, um, and, and then a large number of payments can come in from multiple sources. So instead of you know, instead of going through a instead of going through the process, you know, fifty times to get fifty payments, <laughs> you can do well fifty you know pay, 50 payments from fifty sources. Uh, you can go through the enrollment process once and get all those payments. And then, you know, as our network grows and you know it becomes a hundred, hundred and fifty, three hundred, five hundred, you know, there's no additional steps to be taken. You just you know, you get it in and then, uh, as you touched on, Brian, I, I think as importantly, maybe even more so, um, you know, a, as payers are added, you get the 835 in the same format. You don't have to figure out where, you know, because, you know, each payer has their own format. 
you're even past enrollment. You then have to figure out, can we ingest this format? How do we have to change things to enable ingestion? Um, it, it really is seamless. It, you know, you do it once and the benefits just keep growing. It's, um, there's, <laughs> to be honest, well, there's so. not too many things in life. You can do something once and it just keeps, <laughs> the value keeps increasing over yeah. time. No, well said. And I, I think your emphasis on that whole remittance side is an important one that sometimes gets lost. But yeah, exactly right. I think that's the that's the value of taking this clearinghouse type approach. I think that one enrollment validated, secure, uh, can, can be helpful to both sides. And um, I think that's that's great. Mark, what are we missing here in terms of maybe some elements about the solution we should be highlighting. What's going to make this a successful solution? And, and please feel free to comment on the payer side of what makes this solution successful too, because we have to keep in mind it's a two-sided network here. Yeah, I think from a, a payer side, what we're doing with the National Payments Connector is great because you know, we talked about the barriers and issues that they have with trying to push ACH and A35s to providers. Well, we're taking that off of their hands without them having to do any additional implementation with us. So even if it's a payer who's just processing checks and paper remittances with us today, we're able to activate them for a national payments connector and deliver both that payment and remittance electronically to that provider now. So we're you know, making that easier for the payer as well as for the provider, which is a key factor. And then, you know, in talking with providers about you know, what they're looking for in these types of solutions, a lot of them are saying they want a consolidated portal experience to be able to view all their payments and remittances from multiple payers. And so yeah. we built that within the National Payments Connector. So a provider doesn't have to go to each individual payer's website to retrieve a remittance or look at all their transactions for that payer. They can now go onto our portal, view all of those transactions across all of the payers that they're receiving payments from. And that just makes their processing is so much easier, you know, less passwords to remember, um, you know, just less training and onboarding when you bring on new staff into your provider's office, because you have one single source for all of this information. And you don't have to worry about, you know, tapping into all these other point to point machines. Well said, Mark, I, I agree. I, I, I can envision and have seen, frankly, yellow sticky notes around of, uh, 10 or 12 or even more credentials for various sites to go to, to go back and look at a remittance that may not have been in the system, right? Let's go to this payer site or that payer site. So your point's a really good one about the efficiencies gained there from a central, a central place to go look at remittances. You know, as I listen to, to you guys expound upon what makes a solution successful, it's, it's really, um, you know, it's almost a compelling part of our mission at Change Healthcare uh, to, to do this, to step into this problem. We're positioned to, to be able to help. Um, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel of saying, yeah, we, we can do this. We can take the connectivity in the network we already have and add some elements to it and really help both sides make this a much, much uh, simpler, more efficient process going from paper to electronic. So, Hey, we're going to wrap up uh, part one of this podcast and uh, uh, really looking forward to part two. This is a great conversation. I just want to ask you guys if you have any closing thoughts on, on this topic for part one uh, before I summarize and um, wrap us up. Any closing thoughts from, 
from you, Mark, or you, Dan? Nothing additional for me. You know, I think we, we touched on the big ones, you know, and we, we briefly skimmed over the whole security piece of that. But I think that's a huge piece, too. Right. You know, making sure that we're using the best in class sources out there to ensure that you know we're ensuring that no bad actors are getting into the portal or enrolling, um, you know, maliciously. I think that's another component that you know, a lot of providers want to see. A lot of payers want to see. And we believe that we've got a best in class solution there. Excellent. Yeah. Danny, closing thoughts? No. Um, nothing that we haven't already covered. Um, Sounds good. Yeah, I, I just, um, you know, uh, I think there's obviously a tremendous opportunity here, um, you know, to take out, you know, to take costs and inefficiencies out of the healthcare system, which, you know, ultimately uh, they do benefit everybody, right? They sort of, um, they, they make the system better for, you know, not just providers and payers, but uh, patients as well, which is obviously uh, very important. Yep, yep. We're going to touch on that even further in part two. But you're right. I appreciate that. You know, it's exciting to be working on a problem that really is a meaningful one and will make a meaningful difference. So, uh, listen. In summary, I mean, we we talked about paper payments remains a lingering problem in healthcare. It's it's different than in most industries. You think about it. It seems almost silly to be talking about it, but it remains a a problem to be solved. I think taking a clearinghouse type of approach to how we simplify the process of enrollment and processing payments really is a key element to, to getting to the last mile, I'll call it, of solving this problem for both payer and provider. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to part two on this topic uh, when we'll discuss how this kind of approach can be a key part of helping solve not only the payer payment problem, but the consumer payment problem as well. And uh, we'll talk about how this will lean in a little bit to the future and talk about how this electronic payment clearinghouse approach, the National Payments Connector that we're talking about here, is also a key capability to getting us to true real-time settlement in healthcare. Uh, it's a big, big topic, but certainly this idea of electronic payments is a key part of it. So I'm really looking forward to the conversation next time. Well, thanks, Dan. Uh, and thanks, Mark, for, for joining me here uh, today. Really, really appreciate it. Appreciate you taking the time to talk about this, this topic. For our listeners, don't forget to check the show notes for links to resources and contact information related to today's show. And please stay tuned to the Change Healthcare podcast for more shows covering the healthcare IT topics that we believe you all care about. For more information on the National Payments Connector and other healthcare IT topics, please visit changehealthcare.com. I'm Brian Andrews, uh, your host for today, and I hope you, had a, hope you have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to the Change Healthcare Podcast. We're focused on accelerating the transformation of the healthcare system through the power of the Change Healthcare platform. We provide data and analytics-driven solutions to improve clinical, financial, administrative, and patient engagement outcomes in the U.S. healthcare system. Learn more at changehealthcare.com.